Hi, you listen to Notable Nashville. My name's Alex Vuslich, and this is Bones. Broken bones down highway roads, yeah, I've known a few. A little girl, get up and walk if you can. Cause I'm reaching now for something that just ain't there. It's an amputated limb just like my old man. But in the still of the Call your name An angel's wings They brush by my sleeping face Oh, but since you've been gone This world don't feel like home no And this grieving feels like mending broken bones Mystic shout from the other side Nah, I don't give a damn You stay away from my family Keep the hell off my land Cause I don't want your comfort And I don't need it I got no problems crying But I prefer to bleed it But in the still of the night Still call your name And angels' wings They brush by my sleeping face Oh, but since you've been gone This world don't feel like home Oh, no And this grieving feels like Mending broken bones Broken bones down life's long road, yeah, I've known a few A little girl, get up, it ain't that hard And little girl, won't you please always remember The love can still be a broken heart Said the love can still be in a broken heart. That was Alex Vuselich in the house. That was Bones. We also featured that song on Gary's Pick of the Week if you listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah. All right. So, Alex, you're a Nashville-based singer-songwriter. Have you always lived here? No, I'm from uh, western Pennsylvania originally. Pennsylvania. About an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. So were you trying to make it there before you moved here? or? No, no. I... Uh... I was born and raised, and then, uh, yeah, I only started getting into songwriting. I've always been, I've 
I went to school to write, and uh, I caught the songwriting bug after I got done with school and I was home, and I was working a uh, a construction job, and was writing for newspapers, and that wasn't really like getting me out. That yeah. wasn't getting it out the way that I wanted to, uh-huh. and uh, songwriting just kind of came and. Uh, it was cathartic and it's always been cathartic. It's mm-hmm. always been something like, uh, it comes from it. I mean, at least for me, some people can do it nine to five and yeah. you know, they can pop it out, you know, but for me, it's, it's, it's always something like cutting part of the soul out, not to make it sound. No. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. But yeah, it's always personal. Yeah. So for writing, was it, it wasn't specifically songwriting, was it? Or was it just like creative writing or, uh, journalism. Journalism, Journalism, okay. Yeah, I went to, uh, I had an internship in Australia and I got to write for a magazine down there and I got to interview some musicians and no comedians and everything awesome. like that. And then I realized, I was like, I would, I'd rather be on this side. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be doing, I'd rather be answering the questions mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to put out something. Um, well, cool. Australia, what was that like? I was drunk a lot of the time. I was, <laughs> I was too drunk and uh, oh, no. I did not enjoy it the way that I, I should have. I didn't take it all in. It's kind of, kind of a it's kind of a, a haze i mm-hmm. went down there with uh like not fully understanding what was all going to be covered mm-hmm. so and oh, actually that's actually kind of the genesis i guess somebody one of the girls that i went to australia with she she saw something that i posted on one of the on the music page mm-hmm. uh, molly murphy and she uh she said something like because I, I so i was broke I was broke. I didn't have any money. I think I had like $14 left in my bank account. I was halfway around the world. So I'm prone to like anxiety attacks and like panic attacks as it is. Uh So like picture that. Like you don't know anybody. You don't know a soul in the world and you have $14 in your name. So I was like, oh man. And that was like the first time I'd ever been in like a big city. I'm... Was it Sydney or... Yeah, it was Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. But like even before that, we were in D.C., and that was the first time I was like up close with like homelessness and that had like that I was like man there's not that much separating me from that and I was yeah. like that's you know and it, it was that's scary it was scary but it was good I mean it gives you perspective it makes right. you it's you know it you, we're all humans you know mm-hmm. we're all in in just the choices that you make and right. that's one thing I've come to realize but I was down there so I had 14 dollars and luckily one of the guys that was down there just bought a guitar and um I was like, and I've been playing since I was 12. I've been playing, but I'd never, like, if me and you were playing right now, uh-huh. and, and you were like, take it, Alex, like, I couldn't take it anymore. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm still not, no like, solos. I don't know how to solo. Yeah. Okay. It's a vehicle to sing. It's a vehicle okay. to, to get the songs out. Yeah. And other than that, it's, that's not that much. But, so I was down there, and I needed to make some scratch, and uh, I ended up borrowing the guy's guitar, and I took the strap from my satchel. I had, like, my little notebook satchel or uh-huh. whatever yeah. writer thing and uh, I took two dish towels and cut them in half and uh, wrapped one around the end and one around the other side and uh, just rigged it up and went down to uh, the Metro Center in Sydney and just sang Wagon Wheel probably six or seven times <laughs> and uh, there you go there wasn't I don't know too many songs <laughs> they were all they were all basically covers I think there was Bob Dylan and uh but yeah, that was the that was the start of it. That okay. was like that was when I realized. I mean, that didn't like that you wanted to do it. I don't know, no, because I don't think that was like. <laughs> like, man, this is awesome. Uh-huh. 
uh, I think it's always been like the creative part for me. It's like the writing it. Like that's whenever I'm like, because even doing this, I get anxiety. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like performing. No, like performing is, is nice. It's yeah. it's good, and I, mean, I understand the importance of it. And they're like, but I'm always like, when I'm in the moment doing it, that's when it's the best. And then after, like before, it sucks. It just before it, before so it's, driving it's just, up here yeah, get, gave you some like, anxiety. Well, yeah, this is a chill place. Just me and you. Right. Group Dr. J here. <laughs> Where did you come up with that name? By uh, I don't really know. I saw I... the trademark symbol on the thing too. I was like, that's a smart man. Yeah. Um. You know, I just, I guess you're not supposed to kind of create a name for yourself, but I've always just been like Groove Dr. J. That's me. And well, if you can't call yourself something, you, know, <laughs> you can't always depend on people to come up with good names. Yeah, that's you. So true. You so, to, sometimes you, know, you gotta plant. Sometimes seed. you gotta. So that's that's just what it is. So. Right. Well, um. You seem to do a lot of touring with uh, your band, the Sweet Medicine Band. Do you always tour with that band, or have you ever gone out like on your own, just you and and a guitar? Uh, I've gotten to the place where I, I just want to do band stuff. I don't. Um, you don't want to do. There's solo some stuff? people that can. They can like. I remember I saw Elvis Costello. It was the first time I think I saw Bob Dylan. Elvis Costello opened. It was in the Peterson Event Center in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And it was just him and an acoustic guitar, and he was able. He held the entire stadium, or the auditorium, whatever, in the palm of his hand. Wow! And there's some people that can do it, uh-huh. and I'm not there yet. Okay. And so until that happens, I need really good people around me. And those guys, um, it's been that's been a rotating cast of characters okay. in themselves because, um, but man, God has blessed me so much. Like just being in Nashville, like you can't you can't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody that plays yeah definitely great there's so, so many people in this town yeah and luckily they've been nice enough to like want to play my stuff and i'm forever forever indebted to them for that and i you know well, eli that's... chastain he, he was the one that helped me produce the record him joel lavore blair white justin Ferwerda, josh woodcott or joel woodcott all those guys and then now are those the guys in your band right now? No, those were guys. That was the first generation. Like, oh, okay. Was, those were guys that used to be in the Weekenders. There was a band oh, okay. around there, and they 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 did their own thing, and uh, they uh, they were nice enough to to back me up. And Blair still plays with me sometimes, but he owns Eastside Music Supply. Oh, all right. Over there on, uh, in the shops on Fatherland, which uh-huh. is an awesome story. Him and my buddy Brandon Blaine. Yeah, Brandon I have I, I have some friends in that in that shops too. Yep. The trunk I used to work at over there. Right have, you, have you heard of that place? What no? It's kind of like it? a, a boutique boutique um, clothing and accessory place, but uh, the trunk. The trunk. Yeah. Okay. It used to be state, and then you know they kind of go out on this big on uh, this big truck called the trunk, uh-huh. drive it to places and just sell out of it. So it's nice. cool, kind of what a cool do they thing. Sell? Um, you know they just started selling clothing, but uh, Abigail Franklin is the kind of the manager of everything she's a fashion designer uh-huh. um but just kind of boutique stuff they have like beard gel uh which is cool right. <laughs> like like beard shampoo and i don't know little stuff like that all the hipster <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so uh who are the guys in the sweet medicine band right now or you said it's ever changing you know yeah well the last show was uh my good buddy Derek. uh me and him he's my business partner him and a guy named pete madison we uh we that's what I was telling you. That's why I showed up and I look disgusting. <laughs> uh, we uh, no. we own a business called uh, Greenwood Bam, a okay. landscaping company. So, but Derek uh, plays bass. Uh, he plays a lot of different stuff. But he played bass in the last show, and then there's uh, a set of brothers, uh, the Nolans, uh, Matt and Kevin. Okay. And, uh, drums and guitar, and uh, yeah, it sounded really good. So awesome. Yeah, it's ever yeah it's ever changing, and um, 
it's nice to have a, a set group of guys, but it's nice. I never wanted to like join a band because people break your heart and mm-hmm. people leave, and you know, especially in Nashville, you know, people are always they've had enough of the town, and you know, they get beat up and they want to leave. Right. So, uh, I never wanted to put my put all my chips in with just somebody being else, a band. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's admirable. Um, I understand that. Well, you just finished up your second full-length album uh, to a god unknown uh-huh. is that right yeah um when did you release that uh it really hasn't been released hasn't yet. been released so yet. the full thing it hasn't okay. been. no we've just been uh, i talked to eli eli chastain and he was uh we talked about it and uh he told me he was like listen man he's like and i think he stole this from noel gallagher because i saw a noel gallagher interview he's like but dude he's like if it's not on your phone most people if it's not on somebody's phone it's not real <laughs> they don't listen to it you know like yeah. if it's in like that's like i love albums mm-hmm. and that's the way i i kind of tried to do this one i want it's definitely not like a concept album or anything like right. that but there there's a theme running through it okay and to, uh, to an unknown god is there uh, like a to a god unknown, a, it's, to a god unknown um, is there yeah. a spiritual theme to it or anything yeah yeah i mean i was reading a lot of romans um throughout the whole make i mean there's that and then um the john steinbeck book that was it was one of steinbeck's like first books okay. that he wrote and uh but yeah i mean it definitely uh the whole idea that there's a lot of people saying that you know this is right and this is you know this is what god is and oh this yeah this is what he, this is what he means and, different religions and, and but like the idea that you know i think it was like francis chan or something like that a really good concept is like you know man is a pop can and god is the ocean you know so even if you filled up your entire being which nobody is uh-huh. nobody does but if, even if you filled up the entire pop can worth of god there's still an entire ocean that you have yet to fathom, you know? So, wow. um, I've never heard that before. That's deep. <laughs> thanks. thanks. <laughs> no, I, like thanks. I said, it wasn't me. I stole it. Yeah. But I know, but that was like the kind of the mindset of the, of the thing. And there are a lot of, you know, good people out there and there's a lot of people doing bad stuff. And, but, um, that was where it was coming to grips with, you know, I've been coming to grips really because I mean, bones, the song bones is about, you know, losing my dad and, um, that whole idea that, you know, there's a lot of people and people always pray. I was like, dear God, you know, let me feel your love. Let me, you know, let me, let me experience love right uh-huh. now. You know? And they always think that like God is the, the fairy or he's a, he's a, you know, he's like, okay. he's like, he's waves a magic wand and poof, you're happy now or poof you, now you feel love, you know, and it doesn't always work like that. Yeah. You know, he could, if he wanted to, I guess, but no, you know, yeah. sometimes, you know, I mean, the most love I've ever felt was after my dad died and there was a group of people family and friends and people that just rally around you and that love you and that take care of you and so it took an awful thing to experience the most love i've ever happened that i've ever felt so like it's just the idea that like we think that this is right and this is you know this is the way that it needs to go or you know it's not always like that sometimes something bad is the greatest thing that can happen to you yeah that's really a cool perspective um well, also another song that I dig is Johnson City. Is that on? That's on that album. As yeah, well? yeah, yeah. Those are the, like, like I said, we haven't released the whole thing yet. We've been doing. Eli was telling me we we're getting back to it. like we were talking about it, and he was like, you know, you got to stay relevant in people's minds, and he's like, one of the best ways to do that is you know, 
I constantly have something to, yeah. to to put it out and like so I was like I have a set group of songs out of those out of that album I was like these ones are probably the best these are the ones I think that people would like the most and mm-hmm. um, what was that one about it's it's got a train, train in it and yeah uh, Caroline Bowman wrote something really she did a she did a review for Delhi and she wrote something really sweet something about every good songwriter has to write a song about a train, about a train I thought yeah. that was beautiful <laughs> um, but uh no, I went and played a show in Johnson City, and I uh, I was there, and it was like the middle of summer, so it's a college town, so there was nobody there. I uh-huh. played to like a group of hippies what? that were just kind of like, you know kind of just burned out, just yeah. hanging out in the coffee shop or whatever, or strung out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but I I there was somebody really nice from town, and like he took me and this girl that played. Uh, before me or after me or one of the two he, he took us out and he was like come on let's go out and you know have some drinks or whatever and I quit drinking so I was like I mean I, I'll go I just you know mm-hmm. I'll come hang out you know it's yeah. very nice of you to come to the show and you know he bought a CD and you know all that stuff oh, awesome. so I was like yeah I'll come hang out you know and uh, I'll see what the Tri-Cities has to say and uh, it's like a three four hour drive from here to Johnson City yeah. so I was like the whole time I'm like, all right, man, I gotta go. Like eventually, <laughs> but um, so I eventually like, yeah, I called it quits, and like I'm walking back to the car, and it's just a ghost town. There's just nothing. There's wow. buildings and everything, and sidewalks and Nobody you know, small around. town, but just nothing. Wow. And um, that was one that kind of came out like sometimes you know as people write songs a lot of different ways, and you know uh-huh. they, sometimes they come out fully formed, and sometimes it's just chipping away at it. That one was kind of just like that chorus came out. Um, after all my years of dreaming, writing, writing love songs about the, I don't even know. So. <laughs> it's your own song. Yeah, but like, there's nothing in Johnson City but the train. I was like that, and that seems because they the whole idea that like I hold the whole reason I heard of Johnson City was because of Wagon Wheel. Was oh because yeah, because of the song. Uh-huh. And people have these great ideas about you know experiences that they'll have whenever they get to a certain place you know like oh when i get to paris i will i will feel this and, yeah you know and uh i've said this before like the same problems that you have in pittsburgh are the same problems you have in paris and, yeah you know, it's not about it. the location yeah everything you know it's just different just different locations and you know um yeah nothing is none, none of the experiences are, are what you really think they are so right. that was kind of what that one was about well that's cool um can we go ahead and give that a lesson let's go ahead and listen to johnson city Myself on the Appalachian Trail, do we stand heading north? Was trying to ply my trade down south, trying to figure out just what I'm worth. But it's getting hard for a man to stand with all these holes in the soles of his shoes. I knew I wouldn't make that Tri City show. I decided I was heading home. that Dixon line I suppose it's a lot of the same 
Trying to figure out just what I'm worth But it's getting easy for a man to stand When lays down on the wheels of fear And I still love that old cruel song It's still ringing in my ear But after all my years of dreaming Writing love songs about the rain Well, I had to learn the hard way Nothing in Johnson City but the train Nothing in Johnson City but the train. All right, that was Johnson City off of Alex Vuselich. V- Vuselich. 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 Yeah. Vuselich's album, To a God Unknown. You can pick that up uh, when it gets released, whenever it does. It's on iTunes. They it's on iTunes. Singles are on iTunes and Spotify right okay, now. Okay, awesome. So what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on stage? Anybody throw anything up or No, I don't have like any that? good live performance. <laughs> no, no, no. Like that, there's been, uh, like I said, and even getting back to like the whole, like, do you play with a band? Do you play solo? Mm-hmm. Um, I opened, I had the, the pleasure. There was a girl in town. Um, Megan Lee, I used to work with her at a restaurant and she's from Pittsburgh too. And she got a job. She had an internship with this production company up in Pittsburgh. And, uh, when she was going up there, I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, 
if you ever need it, you know, you guys ever need anybody to do an opening act, I was like, I'd love to do it. Uh-huh. So she got me some really cool gigs. She got me a gig opening for Bears Den. Oh, I love and them. And then yeah. uh, be- opening up for Lydia Loveless. Okay. Um, Haven't heard of her. An, she's an alt rock chick on Bloodshot Records. And, um, and like the first one was great. Bears Den was great. That was like, you know, it was a, it was a listening room type of crowd. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then like when I played the Loveless show, um, that was a bar crowd and they did not give a shit about listening to Who my acoustic <laughs> songs or, you know, and like, so I got about halfway through and it was a packed crowd and there was like a lot of like, there was, um, a lot of like friends and family in the thing and I wanted to do really good. Uh-huh. And I thought like for sure, I was like, Oh, I've done this. I've done this before. Yeah. I played this already. This is, this is nothing. And, um, like sometimes you you see the white light and you're up there and you're just like man i can't wait for this to be done <laughs> like how many more songs do i got like uh, oh man but can, you keep can, trying can you, you keep swinging because you're like this one's gonna get them this one's gonna yeah. shut them up and sh- nobody like, could you see the crowd or could you just see the lights was it like shining uh the, it was like it was a really intimate crowd though because like it's it wasn't a big i think maybe like a hundred people like oh, okay. fit in the thing and um <laughs> I could hear like some people like um, they would uh, they would like shout out in between songs. And I think it was my aunt, it was my aunt Lisa. She's like, "We love you, Amen." And like it's people like you can tell they're really trying to be yeah. supportive. But like it's one of those things you feel like you know, it's like when your mom takes pictures of you or something. You're like, "Man, I'm a grown ass man." Like, <laughs> but uh, no, that's that was probably the, like that was one where I was like, "Man, I cannot wait to yeah. get through with this." That's funny. Well, uh, would you mind playing one more for us? I promise I yeah. won't. Uh, maybe I'll take a picture of you or something, but yeah. you know, this one is uh, this one is not on the record. This is um, this is by request. Uh, uh, this one puts Erica Duffy to sleep, but she asked if I if I would play it. She thought I ever, she thought this would be a good one. For okay, me for you. what's it called? What is the name of it? This one's pretty new. Uh, Crooked Angel. Crooked Angel. It, I'm gonna call this one Crooked Angel. All right, cool. Let's give it a listen. I've been figuring out that you ain't gonna say it's a hard lesson, but I've been learning lately That you might be in this for yourself You're a wolf dressed like a sheep, but I can't tell So come on, lie to me tonight Tell me everything's gonna be alright Angsty teenage woe is me A tortured artist is what I tried to be But to speak a lie is treason And I was angry for no reason So tell me that I'm unique Tell me I'm 
Something that you want to keep Cause you're my crooked angel Yeah, you're my crooked angel And I want you to lie Oh baby, just lie Breaking bottles against the live oak tree Making a fuss to hope you'll notice me Over someone told me but I didn't know Schoolboy crushes are supposed to come and go That was great. Crooked Angel by Alex Vucelich. Thanks so much, Alex, for stopping by. You can find him on Bandcamp, um, Facebook, Alex Vucelich Music, and, uh, you know, on all the social media as well. So thanks again for stopping by on Notable Nashville. This is Groove Dr. J signing off. Hey, it's that time again for Gary's Pick of the Week. What do you got for us this week, Gary? This week we're going to hear a song by Alan Thompson called Virginia. Take me home to Virginia. Here it is. Mother, I've run so far from nowhere. 
back to say nothing to you Truth is what you find inside yourself When your dreams don't come through
Thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Notable underscore Nash, like us on Facebook, and keep up with in-studio pictures on Instagram. A special thanks to Ken Fritz of General Joystick for writing our theme song. Also, a big thanks to Alex Buselich for stopping by, sharing some stories and some great songs. Please visit NotableNashville.com if you're an artist inquiring about joining us on the show. Content of Notable Nashville produced by Jordan Johansson and Gary Brannigan.